The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! Well, Celtic have put the no-go in Kyogo, getting last season's Player of the Year signed up on a new four-year contract. Today's big headline, Kyogo stays as Jota goes. The deal has been done for the Portuguese winger to leave Celtic for Saudi Arabia. The transfer fee believed to be a record equaling £25 million. That's the fee, of course, Arsenal paid for Kieran Tierney. So Jota has gone after two years in the East End of Glasgow. He was just one season into a five-year deal. But uh, great news uh, for Celtic fans that uh, Kyogo is going nowhere. All sorts of speculation about uh, potentially linking up again with Ange Postacoglu at Tottenham. That will not be happening. And as for Jota, he's going to be in the same team as uh, Karim Benzema and N'Golo Conte uh, in Saudi Arabia. That is a pretty top squad that is being assembled out in the Middle East. So we'll update you on all uh, the top stories uh, on the Celtic front as well. The Korean leg of Celtic's summer tour has now been scrapped. No great surprise because it was heading into deeper and deeper levels of chaos. And all the latest on Rangers. Have they made it? Summer signing number six. Uh, Cyril Desairs is the man in question, of course, from Cremonese. Uh, a deal that certainly, if it's not done, it seems about to be done. Good to have you with us on the Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean and Mark Guidi is here. Mark, how are you? Good job, nice to see you. And you too. And we'll keep an eye on Andy Murray, of course. Uh, we're going to be totally professional. Uh, we've got Sky Sports News on, but we are tempted to switch over to Wimbledon. Uh, but I think Andy is uh, cruising, would be the tennis phrase. Yeah, <laughs> at he's, this stage. He's, yeah he's one set up and uh, quite comfortable. So yeah, you'd expect Andy Murray to get to get through. And good on him, I think, was he 36 now? And yeah. he's still going strong despite his injury problems. Yeah, so a great ambassador for, uh, for Scottish uh, sport. That old British tussle uh, against Ryan Peniston and uh, well, he's a set up and I think he's uh, doing pretty well in the second set as well. We will hear too in the course of the next 60 minutes from Jack Butland, uh, the Rangers goalkeeper. Uh, his thoughts about the season ahead and uh, well he, he talks as well he answers a question at least about getting back in the England squad I, I think he's probably well down the, the pecking order but you know there's no harm in being ambitious yeah I mean that, that, he's, that's got to be one of his um, aims I would think first and foremost for Jack Butland listen he's asked the question so he's got to answer it and that's yeah. the answer you would expect but first and foremost if you haven't just establish yourself as Rangers number one first and show that you're that because you've got Robbie McCrory um, they are going to be breathing down his neck who's a an able young goalkeeper and to be McCrory's not young anymore he is he's 25, 25 he's, yeah. he's not a kid yeah. um, so Butland first and foremost has to go and show that, that he's that he's he's better than, uh, than McCrory and then you take it um, from there but um, I remember the most recent one was Fraser Foster um, who always struggled to, to get into the England squad and was yeah. Celtic that said um, he was taken as part of the was it the 2014 World Cup or the 2012 he did make it mm, he did. Um, into the squad um, so uh, so it can be done but I think first and foremost just get your feet under the table settle in at Rangers and show what you're all about first and foremost to your club before you think about uh, the international stuff So the top story Mark this Tuesday evening uh, Japan Striker Kyogo Furuhashi signed a new four-year contract with Celtic saying he's excited to help defend their three domestic trophies a treble winner last season. Uh, he's 28, Kyogo, uh, and he scored 54 goals in 83 games since arriving from Vissel Kobe a couple of years back. Um, 
There was speculation, of course, that he might just follow uh, Ange Postacoglu to Tottenham, but Celtic have uh, done their best to stamp all over those rumours today. He was already contracted, I think, to 2025, uh, but this is a new uh, four-year deal. There'll be a, a hefty pay rise, and why not for a guy who was absolutely outstanding and, of course, was pretty much undisputed, wasn't he, as player of the year, Mark? Yeah, uh, it's been a great 48 hours. Um, for for Celtic, I, I said last week when, when uh, Paul was on, Rob, that there's going to be a decision that have to be made with Kyogo because you get two years left in his deal, and he either stays or you sell him. I thought it was heading towards selling him. Um, although the perfect scenario was it, they extended his contract. Then the Jota thing happens, and all of a sudden Celtic and there's no way we're selling Jota and Kyogo. So the Jota, the Jota thing's concrete. He wants to go. It's an incredible. Money, I don't think he'd have got 25 million anyway for no. Kyogre in the transfer market. So the Jota thing is perfect. And if you said to Brendan Rogers, you need to lose one, you either lose Jota or Kyogo, take your mm. pick. I'm sure they're taking Jota. Yeah. Because finding a 25 to 30 goal striker is very, very difficult. Um, very, very difficult uh, to do. And also, he'll be better for his Champions League experience last season, where you think he'd one or two really good chances and he snatched at a couple. Uh, if I remember rightly so he'll be better for that um, experience I'm sure he'll now be the highest paid player in Scotland and rightly so and it just shows you how clever and how well run Celtic are as a business mm. they get that money in and what do they do right away they plough some of it right into keeping their best player there's a new deal so they lose Jota and the one breath and the next breath they announce that have signed Kyogo so credit to Brendan Rodgers credit to Michael Nicholson the chief executive who goes about his business very, very quietly, but very, very efficiently. And um, it's clear to see now, uh, Rob, that there's an excellent working relationship with Michael Nicholson and, and Brendan Rodgers and that can only have a good mm. thing for Celtic going forward. Ange Postacoglu raved about him as well, didn't he? His his partnership with Michael Nicholson, yeah, that, that all yeah. that all went very well. And and it and it's kind of the dream deal, isn't it? When you sign someone like Jota, you get two amazing years out of him and actually it's, yeah. in, it's interesting just looking at the stats they both played 83 games for Celtic uh, Kyogo scored 54 goals and Jota was involved in 54 goals I think yeah. he scored 28 and there were 26 assists so uh -huh. so again th those are amazing numbers yeah. but when you get that sort of performance out of a player and then you you basically quadruple your money in terms of a transfer fee, 25 million to, yeah. to Saudi Arabia. I mean, that is top business, well, isn't it's, it? It's a no-brainer for Celtic. They had to accept the deal and the player had to accept it in terms of you know his personal uh, contract that he was getting. There's also the full Portuguese connection with Santos being the manager, mm. the, the Portuguese agent getting involved. So it's a very, very easy jigsaw uh, to fit. So Jota becomes a wealthy young man and Celtic do what they try to do with all these players. Um, they try to make, they try to get the best out of them on the pitch for a couple of years and move them on. So there's another success story. I've had many, many success stories in the past 10 or 15 years and um, as you say, it matches the Kieran Tierney transfer mm. for Kieran Tierney is the best one, come through the academy and sells for 25, Jota in for six, out for 25, albeit Benfica might be getting a couple of million out of that. But it's fantastic business I and mean, you think of how strong Celtic are financially before this deal had gone yeah. through. Something like 50 million in the bank, no counting mm. the Champions League money from this season. Um, and now you go and top that up. So there's no, not that they were under any pressure, but there's now no, I would say, real temptation to sell anybody else unless it suits them. Mm -hmm. You know, so if a, something comes in for Hitati, Hitati's to get three years to go on his deal. So he's not at that moment where you need to decide or something else. So, so far, 
Jota will be difficult to replace because the stats that you mentioned, Rob, absolutely outstanding. However, taking everything into account and the news about Kyogo, it's absolutely, it's been a really good couple of days for Celtic. Is it worrying for Rangers fans that this Celtic model, this business model that they have in terms of getting uh, great playing time out of players and then selling them on at a, at a big profit? I mean, as you, as you said, Celtic already had lots of money in the bank. They were really in a really strong financial position yeah. and that just seems to get better and better. Well, there'll, there'll be, uh, you know, I think what maybe Rangers might feel today and they, they can't control what goes on at Celtic no. and vice versa, but there'll be that kind of you know, again, it's just it hammers home the lesson of how they didn't deal properly with the Morelos and the Kent situation two years yeah. ago. So that just hammers that yeah. home how they need to get their acting gear when it comes to to that and start creating bigger assets um, as well at the club. That's going to take um, a bit of time, Rob. But there's nothing that Rangers can do about what happens across the road and vice versa. The only time they can do something about it is when they play each other, and the first time will be September uh, the third. But Rangers have got much more important things to be concerned about apart from who Celtic are signing they've got a £30 million Champions League programme program coming up in the yeah. next four or five weeks uh, they've got the start of the title that I'm sure everybody at Ibrox would concede they have to win this season they can't allow Celtic to do it again or some people will lose their jobs so um, they can't be concerned with what's going on across the road nothing they can do about it and is it guesswork at the moment to, to think about what Rangers are assembling will we only really know once those players are on the pitch, once Michael course, Beals yeah. got them into his yeah. best starting eleven, because yeah. the, the signings on the face of it, I mean, he, I think he, he's about to sign a fourth striker mm-hmm. in terms of the six summer signings, and, and yeah. that maybe underlines uh, a, re, a key area for Rangers that was sadly lacking last season. Yeah, so we were probably looking at um, from the sort of kind of main Rangers starting eleven last season. I think you'll be looking at at least six changes, Rob, to, uh-huh. to what happens um, whether it's at Kilmarnock away from home on the Saturday night the first day of the season or you know the first Champions League uh, qualifier but you'll be looking at at least half a dozen new players which is always the kind of number that Michael Beale kind of thought and let's be honest that's what they've needed they've needed to freshen it up because it's not been good enough the past couple of years in terms of trying to win the league it was great 18 months ago under uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst getting to European final but they didn't win a cup last season so a lot of those players had to go there was natural wastage one or two that'll be trying to get out the door to get off the ways bill and try and bring in some money to help with the, the, the further recruitment that's required um, this summer. And then they did, it's Michael Beale, whose biggest asset is his coaching abilities day to day. So that's what he's got to go and gel a team and gel them quickly. The players buy into their ideas. He notices things about his players, different partnerships that he might become apparent when he sees them in training. But he'll have an idea now of what he's starting eleven is going to be like. There's probably another couple that he'll want to bring in and it's just trying to get them um, over the line. But Rangers had to change mm. the menu because the previous one wasn't good enough. That's why A, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst lost his job and B, they didn't win a trophy last season. And it's not a given that despite signing lots of good players, you then suddenly have a great team. It worked for Ange Postacoglu two years yeah. ago. Um, when, when he inherited uh, a team that needed rapid a rapid rebuild done on it and, yeah. and I mean it was spectacularly successful yeah. he'd so many successes in the, in the transfer market yeah. but it's not a given um, well, and, there's and, a lot. It t- and it took a couple of months yeah it that's, that's, that's right it that's didn't right. happen overnight that's it right. took seven, eight, nine games you think of a couple of bad results in Europe then the, the, whatever group stage it was they went into, I can't remember I think they lost it at Hearts in the opening day of the yep. season so it took a wee while 
and did. eventually it got going it clicked into place um, so you know you can't it might happen overnight for Rangers you can mm-hmm. never really end no. out but you can't you can't think well because we've got six new players mm-hmm. and they all look great we'll, we'll be fine we'll cruise into the Champions League and we'll beat Celtic on September the 3rd and we'll get an international break five points clear you know that might happen but you can't take it for granted it's just it's a case of at the moment what are you doing you're working with your players so the fitness stuff will be pretty much done you're now looking at your starting 11 best ways to play them together best formation you might not be setting a formation yet you might be looking at the three centre halves mm-hmm. two wing backs I wouldn't be surprised I think you might be thinking about something like that and then different things depending on how many strikers he can get in where he wants to play them one or two that might still go out the door so there's lots of wee different things to it but ultimately he's got what have they got just over three weeks to go and get yeah. it going before the league starts and you know the league is the most important thing Rob but what you want to do is is get into that Champions League you know because it puts mm-hmm. you on a high yeah. you know really does put you on a high and fin- for financially for the club it's, it's you know it's a game changer you know getting that kind of money um, in the building and if they do then it might give Michael Beale that last year four days of the window to go and bring one or two more. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would it would it be also about for Rangers getting some credibility back, getting into the Champions League, getting some better results? Because obviously there were some disastrous results last season. Uh, yeah, but obviously the, the more points that you can pick up, the better. You don't want to go in and have the same scenario that they had uh, last season when you lose the, 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 the six games. Um, but ultimately the first thing that would come into their mind is just try and get there, get there you know, yeah. try and get that money and the kudos the, the, just as I say the feel the feel good factor and then when you get there you go um, and deal with it but if you think back to last season for Rangers and where lessons need to be learned albeit Michael Beale wasn't in charge was that there was four days that pretty much just killed off Rangers season they lost by three or four goals at Celtic Park and then lost by three or four goals in the Amsterdam Arena in their opening Champions League yep. game and then the opening Old Firm game season they never recovered from that never recovered from it does does Michael Beale have credit in the bank because of that I mean that really impressive run he put together and his problem of course was that Celtic didn't blink at that point and, and, and Rangers couldn't do anything about the, the gap that was already there or does he not have too much credit because of the way the season ended well if he gets himself into the Champions League then there's, there's credit there um, right away but that credit will be gone if you lose mm-hmm. to Celtic at Ibrox yeah. because yeah. you look at them now because it's 50,000 Rangers fans at Ibrox and 60,000 Celtic fans at Celtic Park for the old firm games the, 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 you know the home advantage you need to take advantage of that and I think Rangers really need to put down a marker that they can win an old firm game that matters one where there's something on the line Michael Beale hasn't managed to do that yet so far so that's what he's got to do um, and then you, you take it for there but Rob you know yourself you can, see, you can have credit in the bank one week then you've got in the space of eight days you could have three games might not win any of the games the credit's gone within eight days Yeah. so <laughs> you don't like it as, credit becomes a, a debit a pretty quickly time. and, and if, you look, if you want to draw a comparison to the last manager um, he got to a European final won the Scottish Cup get into the Champions League helped create Calvin Bassey into a £20 million player and 10 for Joe Aribo. <laughs> and he lost his job in November. I know, I know. When you put it like that, it's so, incredible. It, yeah. it can change in the blinking yeah. of an eye, can't it? Um, Jack Butland's been talking today, the new Rangers goalkeeper. He's been answering a few questions, as we were saying earlier on. Uh, here he is, uh, the Rangers keeper, on uh, the team's style of football. Yeah, I mean, uh, to a point now as well, because of the amount of possession that, that we've got at times. Um, so there's a different demand. I think, 
obviously going to United and the style of play that they had differs from where I've been before. Um, there'll be different demands on, on me again, but the, the be all and end all is keeping the ball out of the net. Um, it's those, those moments, one moment maybe every game that you've got to be where you need to be and make the right decision. Other games, it may be more than that, but that's what being a goalkeeper at this club is all about. Um, for a large part of it, you're going to have a lot of the possession. Um, some games are harder to break down teams than others and it might come down to that one moment that just keeps you in a game and gives you the chance to win it or keeps you 1-0 up, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and that's what it's about. So for me, that's exciting is, is to hopefully be part of a winning squad, but to be able to contribute um, when it's most important. And that's what being a goalie here is all about. He was talking about United there. He was on loan at Manchester United. Didn't yeah. play. I don't think he no, played. But on the bench a few times. He, yeah. he was uh, certainly a Crystal Palace uh, goalkeeper uh, mm. for the last few years. Really experienced. Got a good pedigree about him. Former England international. Um, a really good spell at Stoke. Yeah. yeah a good spell um, yeah. at Stoke. Spoke very well. Yeah, and, by, and Rob, it's so simple, but it's so true. For any goalkeeper, just keep the ball in the net. Yeah. Just do whatever you need to do yeah. to stop the ball um, from getting in the net. And the one thing about Jack Butlin, I don't think I don't know the exact stats, Rob, but he's not played much football in the past two years. He'll be champing at the bit. Like I said, I think he's got to establish himself first and foremost. I think um, it would be very unfair just to write off Robbie McCrory because yeah. he's, he's a quality young goalkeeper. So first and foremost, establish yourself and then take it from there. Um, and he's going to have big nights in the Champions League qualifiers because he's going to have things to do. Rangers will have really tough moments. You think back to the qualifiers last season um, against uh, Union SG and uh, PSV. Well done. So you think of that. So there's going to be big moments um, for him uh, to, to deal with. And if he can get through that and, and, and play a part in getting Rangers into the Champions League, all the way, he's, he's feeling really good at himself. He's, you know, really looking forward to it embracing the challenge of being a Rangers goalkeeper which is a big big pressure he's got big big gloves to follow and Alan McGregor mm -hmm. who in his second spell at Rangers was Steven Gerrard's best signing he yeah. was, I think McGregor was absolutely fantastic over that four or five year um, period um, but now it's Jack Butland or Robbie McCrory but um, Jack Butland you would expect is going to be the number one mm -hmm. um, but he's, he's got a tough act to, to follow but you see he's got a good He's got a good CV mm. and um, again, without wanting to look across the road, but he could probably... I was just going to say that. He, pardon the pun, he could probably take Hart, very similar scenario to, to Joe Hart, who hadn't played a lot of football a couple of years, come up here and he's been brilliant for Celtic and I'm sure Jack Butland will be looking to emulate that. I mean, there will be, whether he likes it or not, there will be those comparisons and you look at Joe Hart and I don't think we were too sure what Celtic were getting at the time in Joe Hart. We knew all about his CV, we knew all yeah. about the experience, the England Caps and all the rest of it, the Champions League... Um, but uh, he hadn't played an awful lot at that spell and we, and we wonder what an influence what a player he's been yeah. for Celtic and if Jack Butland can be uh, anything towards that sort of impact yeah. Rangers will be happy yeah and one of the things that you got um, that's not noticeable uh, about Joe Hart is how he was behind the scenes so we were talking earlier there about Postacoglu settling in and having to build a whole new team and it took a wee while to oh. get it going but Joe Hart and he was also very helpful to Callum McGregor, who was a new captain. So all that as well, behind the scenes, he was very calm and influence and, and, and very good with the new players, albeit he was a new player himself. And listening to Jack Butland and looking at his CV, speaking to one or two people about him that have been teammates or what um, with him, I think he's quite like that as well. I think he's very mature. He's a talker. Um, and he'll be one of the leaders um, in the dressing room, one of the leaders for, for Michael Beale. 
and when there's five or six new players try to settle in possibly a new formation certainly a new team really um, then he's going to play you know, he's going to, if it's going to be successful he's going to be a vital part in that one of uh, five so far uh, summer signings for Rangers. Number six seems to be on the way. Serial Dessers from Cremonese. That looks like it's going to happen any time now as Rangers rebuild towards the start of next season. More from uh, Jack Butland uh, coming up between now and six as we talk football on Glasgow's own. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! Cheers, Chris. We'll get another travel update in about 20 minutes time on your way home the Go Radio football show Rob McLean and Mark Guidi in the studio uh, just 60 minutes tonight and we've got about uh, 35 to go uh, another of the headlines today uh, former Rangers manager former England and Liverpool midfielder Stephen Gerrard has been named as the manager of Saudi Arabian side Al Etifak uh, the 43 year old had said in June he'd been invited over uh, to look at a potential offer as he described it but they would not be taking it up uh, without a doubt um, Gerard's presence will be an addition and a quantum leap to our league, the Saudi Arabian uh, Pro League, uh, said uh, Khalid Al-Dubal, the club's chairman. Gerard has signed a two-year contract with the Saudi club. Uh, they were seventh in the 16-team Pro League last season, finishing 35 points off the pace. The champions were Al-Itihad, who of course have just signed Jota from Celtic, in addition to the likes of Karim Benzema and N'Golo Conte as well. Let's talk to Sean in Garthamlock. Uh, Sean, how are you? How are you doing, Rob? I've spoke to you in about I know, one a year. I know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a while, matey, but uh, but nice nice to have you on. Just, and and is it Steve? Back on the show. Um, see, to be honest, right, I don't know what he's been over there. I was on, I, I spoke about it to my friends. Obviously, I know the money. Our rumours that he's got to be on 200, 250 grand a week. I know that money uh, does change people. Money like that, Mark Greedy, you and Mark Greedy would they go radio over there. But to be honest, but we're, we're already I planning it. I, I actually, honestly, Rob, I actually, and Mark, I actually think taking over there, see if he goes over in uh, the Saudi Arabia League and he doesn't do well, where's that got to make him as a manager? See, if, I actually think he should have looked at maybe going to Spain or even the English Championship or maybe a whole Premier League going over there. I think this this could uh, make because to be honest, no disrespect to the Saudi Arabia League, but I think if you win the league over there, I think you get more credit for winning the SPL and what you do uh, winning the the league over there. What do you think, guys? Hey, oh, I mean, I, I, Stephen Gerrard lost his job uh, October, I think it was. Um, Aston Villa, uh, he's been linked by a couple of jobs um, in England. Um, Sean as you know I think the most recent one was yep. Sheffield Wednesday he'd been linked with Leeds United he'd been linked with, with one or two other jobs and for whatever reason um, it's not happened he was linked with Saudi Arabia two or three weeks ago and it seemed to go uh, quiet and it looked like Sheffield Wednesday so maybe he's just looked at all these options as you said he's a 43 um, and he's thought two years yeah why not and I don't agree with you on the fact if he doesn't do well then that's him finished because he will come back and eventually get another job um, in England so um... no, I, Mark, I'm only speaking with uh, the English media it's no me mate that's my mm. English media no, I, well, I, 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 don't, well I don't agree with that I think he will get um, 
another job. Yeah, I think he, he will. But at the moment, he's thought he's weighed everything up. He's been off now. So what's October? That's him been off nine, ten months, and he's thinking, yeah. right, if this is a solid offer, and it is life-changing money, even for somebody uh, like him, mm. um, then he's thinking, yeah, I've got to do it. I've, I've got to go and do it. And he's also looking at, um, you know, Benzema and all these guys yeah. um, go over there, Ronaldo and all these people and thinking, okay, if it's there for me and this is all I've got, I want to be a manager. And the way he'll be looking at it, Sean, is I'm going yeah. to go over there and do really well and relaunch my career. That's the way he'll, but that's yeah. the way they all look at it. Mm. He's not thinking, well, if I fail, that's me finished. He'll be thinking the opposite. No, this will be a stepping stone to me. I might not even be out there for tea. I might just need one really good year and I'll be back as whatever job might, might become available. And is this a sign, Mark, that, that maybe the, the Saudi Arabian Pro League is looking to get serious and it's not doesn't want to be known as a, a retirement home for, for ex-European professionals Aye. who want to make a few quid at the tail end mm. of their, their careers? You know, obviously, you know, in Jota, you're sign, signing somebody who's still to yeah. come to his peak. Aye. Neves has gone out there. Uh, maybe maybe it's a, this is a new era for, for football over there and maybe it, we are going to be taking it a bit more seriously in the next couple of years yeah I mean I think we, we had a similar scenario um, what seven eight years ago with China when you know they yeah. were stamping everybody up and big name managers and all that and then the, the, the money uh, dried up um, and pardon the point I don't think the money's going to dry up over there um, anytime soon no. it does it appear to be uh, wealth uh, off the radar so I think that's um, that's going to be it for, for, for a wee while it wouldn't surprise me if they try and do something to to, to get into bed officially with, with some of the other um, leagues, whether it would ever happen or not, Paul, um, Rob. But when you look at um, you know the clubs that own the, the PSGs and the Man Cities, um, that they try and find a way to get some kind of amalgamation mm-hmm. or some kind of European league that, that also incorporates them as well something I don't know I, I don't think they're just doing this to have it week to week that's obviously the yeah. starting point but within 10 years or so if this keeps going they'll, they'll, they'll try and find and look something at golf, else look, what, money look what golf's done you know the, exactly. the, the live tour yep. Saudi backed live tour yep. uh, was a rebel tour mm-hmm. uh, was upsetting everybody then suddenly it's a piece in our time and all the golf tours are together and already the Europe, European tour European tour had had events in the Middle East anyway yeah. so it, it, kind of, it kind of feels as if football might move that way as well yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me um, because uh, we see the, these guys um, don't appear to be you know flashing the pans they're, they're proper they're not going to get into all the political stuff that, that's for a, for a, for a different programme but certainly in terms of just the football and the wealth and um, the kind of players that they're signing as you say they're signing players at 25 to 30 you know, you know 30, 40, 30 mm. albeit you know, Ronaldo's an exception stuff but no they're, they're trying to do it properly and um, we'll see how it develops over the next uh, couple of years but what would fascinate me is with like somebody like uh, Jota so what once they say so let's say Jota is a really good season in Saudi you know so did they just weigh him in again or does somebody that's not actually now want to come back but his club say well you can go back but you want 75 million for it. Mm. Is anybody, you know, mm. that's, mm. that's a kind of difficult... Yeah. Uh, You'd want a bit of protection, start, start wouldn't you? Interesting. Yeah. Will the, the, the clubs in Saudi Arabia ever become selling clubs? Um, or will they just skip, oh, you know, so let's just say one of the top players, Barcelona have come in for someday or Chelsea have come in from someday and they say, well, you've got a year to go on your deal 
or you've got two we're no selling you we want 100 million we want 150 but we'll weigh you in again you can have another 200 grand a week to stay mm. you, where, you, you, where, where yeah. does it end you, you know I guess that's a, that's all about the negotiation yeah. of the deal which is difficult when you're getting yeah. money thrown at you because they the Saudis are in the strong position because they're you know 30 million quid for Jota over three years and wages potentially is the figure we're, we're hearing but as you say you know, if it doesn't work out, you want the escape route back into yeah. the European leagues, don't you? Yeah. And or you if could, you just want to go and fill your pockets for two years, or you, yeah. you need to let me back, you know. So he's going to be okay. That'll be all down to the agents. Yeah. Uh, are you? I mean, what? What about how much are Celtic going to miss Jota, Sean? Do you reckon? I think Jota will be a big match, but for twenty-five to thirty million, we can just say on go radio. I don't think any club in well, maybe in England could knock that back, but. If a 25 million, and even if a 15 million bid comes in for a Rangers and Celtic player, I think um, already the bags are packed. But I'm always thinking, will Gerard look at ex-Rangers players or even ex-Celtic players or the English Premier League? And what I was like to ask as well uh, before you uh, finished tonight, will this league get shown live on uh, British Telecom, like BT or Sky Sports or uh, Via Player? Well, it's a good question, um, and it's yeah. going to be really attractive, isn't it? Um, well, and it's getting more and more attractive. Oh, there'll be something in the pipeline, won't there? Yeah. 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 yeah, there will be. Yeah, I think that's a good. I didn't think of that, um, Sean. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if something pops up for the new season. I heard Scott Wright's name getting mentioned. Somebody threw that name at me earlier on as one that might be heading out to link up again with Stephen Gerrard. Um, so he will use his contacts, won't he? He might. He might welcome calling, and obviously he's got the sort of money to throw at people that's going to make it a, a no-brainer. Uh, you would imagine uh, for somebody. Is there that, any rumours who's got these number two? No, no announcement as yet. No. Mark was just asking about Gary McAllister. Yeah, Gary McAllister, I'm not sure. Yeah, Tony Grant, who worked with Big Dunk, took him yeah. to, to Forest Green, and he's parted ways uh, today. So I don't know if Tony Grant's maybe. Um, going with uh, Stephen Gerrard so I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet but uh, yeah I was just interested to see if, if actually if Gary McAllister was going to go with him again What do you make uh, of Michael Beale's movements in the transfer market Sean uh, five, yeah, five I, I nearly nearly six signings One or two I'm not sure but uh, yeah I think I think Michael Beale does need to go out and get get the big signings because this is this is the year the pressure's on him because uh, Brendan Rodgers has won the league with Celtic, so he knows how to win the league. Uh, so I think this is the year. I f- I p- I'm putting pressure on uh, Michael Bill. This is the year. He, he, the Scottish Cup and League Cup does, means nothing. Well, obviously, he still might win it, but um, the SPL's uh, the target. Um, if Rangers don't win the SPL, uh, I don't think Michael Bill would be uh, at Rangers a year after that. Sean, good to have you on the show. We'll Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers, Sean. Sean. All the best. Good talking to you again, Sean and Gartham Luck there on the Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean, Mark Guidi uh, with you for another 25 minutes. Just looking at uh, some of the quotes attributed. There's quite some quite amusing quotes actually attributed to Kyogo. I'm um, not sure if he actually said some of these things, but uh, not that there's anything too controversial, but I'm just not entirely sure. He was talking about Brendan Rodgers, clearly through a translator today, uh, saying he's a, a top-level manager. He knows the club. Uh, and he knows what it takes to win silverware here. I'm not. I can't. I can't imagine Kyogo ever saying silverware. But uh, but there you go. Uh, linking up with Brendan Rodgers. Looking forward to it. He says um, as well. Although you would have thought instantly. Um, the news for the likes of uh, Kyogo and Rio Hitate uh, and the other Japanese players at Celtic Maeda uh-huh. that would have it would have come as a bit of a hammer blow to them, wouldn't it? Because 
because Andrew was such a big reason they came. He understood the Japanese culture. Yeah. He brought. He knew what they would do. He brought them in, and of course, they hit the ground running. Yeah, I, I think there'd been a, a part of it. I don't think that would be a massive part for them, Rob. To be honest, because they're so professional at their work, they're so dedicated, and you know they, they probably want first and foremost an opportunity to come over um, to Europe. Because Furuhashi didn't play for Postecoglou, played against him, but didn't play mm, for him. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that was a big thing um, for them. Look, for, for players, it comes about what's on the table. Am I still going to get a game? You know, Kyogo's been offered a, a new deal, so that's taken. You know, the, the probably made them a high speed player in the country. So that's taken away any thoughts of him thinking I might want to go down the road, whether it be to, to Spurs or, or, or to anybody else. Um, also think for for Kyogre and it does it's it's totally redundant now anyway. But I don't think his game would be particularly suited to down. I think no. it'd be better at La Liga or, mm-hmm. or somewhere like that. Yep. Um, anyway, but it doesn't matter now. He's certainly here um, at Celtic for for the next wee while. Hitati's got three years to go on his deal. Um, Maeda's it the, the the one guy is, as well that I think could go down to the English Premier League and play. And you remember he's only twenty five. Yeah, you look at his strength and his power. And his stamina. He, 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 technically, he's not as good as Kyogo, uh, obviously, but he's got something. Mm. You know, he's got something. You know, the, when he played in the World Cup, um, and that as well. So that might be an interesting one. But um, those guys are so professional, mm. and you're not going to tell me they're not going to enjoy working with Brendan Rodgers. Mm. Brendan Rodgers is a, is a top coach yep. as well. He's coming in, new ideas, a freshness about the place. Even though Celtic have won a treble, there's got a freshness. A, a new drive and determination to go and win the league again and to go and do well in the Champions League. They're guaranteed access into that. So all that kind of stuff, um, as I say, I think it just makes it a, a really good sort of kind of 48 hours for Celtic. 25 million for Jota and their best player um, signs a new two-year deal. Not bad at all. We've heard from Sean and Gartham. Look, now Laurie in Deniston. Hi, Laurie. Uh, good evening, panel. How are we? Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you what my thoughts are. Uh, there is no way Saudi Arabia will be flying solo or operating as a separate entity. Uh, no question in my mind that the face of global football is changing irreversibly. Now, they will most certainly, uh, in my estimation, apply uh, to join UEFA. And it's by no means unprecedented because already, if you look at it, there are teams competing in UEFA competitions that aren't European. Israel, Middle East country, technically is in Western Asia. They have clubs participating. Azerbaijan uh, spans Europe uh, and Asia. Uh, as does Turkey, of course. And the other one is Kazakhstan, which is an Asian uh, republic. Mm-hmm. So the Saudis uh, haven't arrived in the scene uh, to spend this money, millions and trillions of pounds, uh, I think you'll find that in the not-too-distant future, the Saudis uh, will apply and be accepted uh, by UEFA. Uh, money talks uh, in every situation in life. The panel's thoughts. Well, I, well, I, I mentioned just something like yeah. just a couple of minutes ago, yeah. um, Laurie, nice to hear if you. I don't know if you heard it, but I just said I think that it wouldn't surprise me if they try and yes, find some kind, of, yeah, yes. some kind of angle. And I agree yeah. with you. Listen, I have to confess, my geographical knowledge is absolutely nowhere near as good as yours, um, uh, Laurie. So I'll take your word in terms of the, the, the technicalities. But the bigger picture, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because a lot of them are big players already um, at, at clubs and the connections that, that they've got. 
and um, if this stops any talk of a Super League going again Jeffrey will need to deal with it Alexander Jeffrey there might already have been tentative talks wouldn't surprise me um, at all big agents get involved can bring them all together etc etc so yeah it wouldn't surprise me that would have to be their 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 sort of end game um, how quickly they can reach that end game or how quickly they get a no but they don't think they take people that would, would, would take no um, for an answer so it's an interesting one um, Champions League's got a new format is it from next season Rob? it's already kind of revamped yeah. and different things so yeah. we'll wait and see but, but yeah the, your ultimate point um, Laurie I agree with you it would just be interesting to see what the, the, the time scale would be and I think it was as we also said earlier there are precedents in other sports you know, we, yes, we, golf. We, we, yeah. golf, I mean the European Tour in golf uh, Laurie already had uh, tournaments that weren't in Europe uh, much more clear cut than, than the football example um, so you can imagine that uh, as you say pouring so much money in they're going to want plenty back for it Oh, absolutely. Uh, and there are uh, precedents. So the reason, incidentally, I emphasised, uh, you know, geographical uh, boundaries was that these countries are, uh, mm-hmm. in Europe, as I've said, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, out with Europe, uh, rather, uh, and that there are precedents, examples that I gave also, uh, just uh, pursuing that to its logical conclusion, you've got a country like Qatar, which only recently, I think, has taken part uh, as an invitation, of course, to participate. Mark, you'll be able to guide me here. It's a competition in question for the, the Central American and North American teams, the CONCAF uh, tournament. Might well be. I don't know. Yeah. It, it might well be. There's something ringing a bell, uh, Laurie, but I'm not 100% sure. Aye. But are you're right, there, there's certainly, like yeah, Qatar, something rings a bell with uh, Qatar uh, getting involved in yeah. something, yes. Out with their sort well, of that's boundaries. a prediction, Mark. Yeah. I reckon that no, I, I uh, think, I, as soon as night follows me, you'll find this happening. And all of a sudden, what, we always kind of try and pick a magic number, don't we? Like just for our teams being involved in the Champions League. So if it's somewhere between 30 and 40 million, the magic number, can you imagine if the Saudis get involved, you'll be talking, we're going to 100 million quid overnight mm-hmm. for our clubs. And maybe we're heading towards a world championship of football rather rather than the European yeah, Champions League the, as we have at the moment. May, you know why why wouldn't it expand into other areas and as well? Into four midweek super leagues of of twenty clubs, yeah. a league from all over Europe, Europe and, and Saudi Arabia, and so you're just you're up and down. Get a bit, of, pa- r- get a bit r- of paper out. Let's drop some. Let's drop some plans. I think there's there's something there's something going to come pretty quickly. Um, uh, and, and I don't think it'll be like the way it was uh, with that Super League with the 12, the 12 um, yeah. clubs around. It'll be something that'll be dealt with properly, addressed in the right way, asked for proper meetings, television money, everything, Rob, yeah. all comes together. We could see a, a serious bit of change in the Champions League or our own European football mm-hmm. uh, under UEFA you know, could be heading for a, a serious change. Laurie, thanks for your call. It certainly got us thinking. It's, it's got us thinking about where this, where football is going. Uh, thanks a lot for getting in touch with us. All the best to you. Cheers, Laurie. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Good evening. The Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos. Let's go! Also on the football rumour machine today was uh, the suggestion that Sporting Lisbon might be considering a move for Lille Abada, the, the Celtic 
winger I remember there was quite a bit of rumour as last season came to an end Mark there was quite a lot of talk about Abada I remember yeah. the 10 million figure being mm. mentioned and it, and it was it was plausible at the time because mm. you know he, he wasn't regularly in the in the starting lineup, yeah. and and that seems to be coming round again. I there was a couple of suggestions um, from from various people that are usually in the know that you know that you know that he'd not back a new contract, and uh, you know therefore you know he, he wasn't going to be um, sort of first name in the team sheet because because of that. I think now though, uh, Rob, um, depending on who. Um, Celtic can um, get in, uh, albeit uh, Telio could be somebody like that, that that's able to fill um, that slot. Um, I don't think you'd want to let a bad go um, at the moment. I think if I'm Brendan Rodgers, I want to sit him down because when a bad is on it, mm. he's got really good numbers. So look, the money, the money that Celtic have got is brilliant for Jota. And the fact that they've now managed to retain and taking away any um, speculation about Kyogo is great. But you wouldn't want to lose a bad as numbers as well. Assists and goals, mm. as well as Jota's. He's incredible for numbers. You're putting, you're putting yourself on the back foot if you do something like that. And unless there's an incredible bid comes in for a bad, or they have here, Max, somebody say, no, this guy's first team ready to go in and play down that right-hand side, um, then I'd be surprised. So I have a feeling that Brendan Rodgers, when they're all back next week, he'll use pre-season to sit down with a couple of guys and say, listen, you're a big part of my plans. I'm a new manager. I've watched you. I know what you can do. Give me a year and then see after a year you're the next one to go. But mm-hmm. we're not letting you go just now when we've just let uh, Jota go. So knuckle down, head down, fresh start. Let's get back to uh, to the way you were and let's go in the first half of the season make an impact in the Champions League and ultimately go and win the, the league. And so I think that's a conversation that'll, that'll be had. Now it could well be that Abada's mind's made up, his head's been turned by something and there's no going back. We don't know that but I, I just don't I think it's too big a risk to be losing so many good numbers in terms of goals yeah. and assists um, when you've already lost Jota for fantastic money yeah I'm with you he's, he's been incredible he's only 21 uh, about yeah. ace. he was 19 yeah. when he signed and uh, the numbers are absolutely frightening and were it not for people like Jota and Kyogo around he would have been much more of a headline grabber but, uh, but, but it's been difficult to be the... you know what, Rob? it could be it could well be it could well be that they actually now They'll say to Abada, listen, get your agent back in, boom, and see the next five or six days, mm-hmm. Abada signed in a, another deal, a new deal, and it's, you know, in the knowledge that, you know, he can go within the next uh, two years, because that's the way you try and yeah. work it. Like Brendan Rogers said on his first day when he was paraded back last week, I wanted to sign Callum McGregor, but the club had sold Kieran Tierney, they wouldn't let Callum McGregor go in the same sum, which was absolutely right, mm. there's no way you could let McGregor and um, Tierney go, Albeit, I'm Brendan Rogers. I know for sure, for sure, would have paid twenty million quid for McGregor. But the club said no, we can't. Sends out their own message. Still, it's great to get the money in, but we still want to be successful, uh, and we, we're not doing that. And I think now you're getting to a similar. Unless it's somebody that you can really lose, but um, the likes of Abada on the back of Kyogo, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. This was Brendan Rodgers today uh, speaking about Kyogo signing a new four-year deal with uh, Celtic. Uh, Kyogo's thrived since he arrived in Scottish football and has shown his outstanding qualities, uh, said Brendan. He is an exciting player who's hungry to bring more success to our club. He has a great mentality and is an unbelievable talent 
all uh, undoubtedly true. Scotland's Player of the Year from last season. 54 goals he scored in a couple of years with Celtic already. What will he go on to do? What more records will he shatter in the coming years as a Celtic player and, uh, and I think back on side with the Japanese international team as well. It seemed uh, ridiculous that he could possibly be left out of their uh, selection but he's today signed a new four-year extension. Just wondering, we were speaking about this earlier on, that the, there was that rumour that he might be going down the road and following Ange Postecoglou to Tottenham. How much, I mean, there must have been there must have been lots of interest in Kyogo in, in, in terms of nabbing him during the summer. So I think... Uh, I think well, okay. So I I know that Bournemouth really fancied him in, in, in January, and you know it, it made one or two week in a moves. And I think Bournemouth were maybe talking about ten million pounds, which was never going to be entertained no. um, by Celtic. But that that's a case. But like I said, I think one or two people I've heard um, with a good knowledge of down the road and what the kind of clubs are saying, they're thinking Kogel's obviously technically a very good player, but they were just wondering about the physical presence, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the the the, the, the of that. That's why I thought somewhere like La Liga be more um, suited but another thing would be it would depend what Celtic were willing to play ball um, at Rob so if Celtic were willing to play ball and sell him because if he said look I don't want to stay I've got two years to go in my deal we need to get as much as we can so Celtic have said we'll reluctantly let him go for 12 or something like that mm-hmm. and I think yeah but if Celtic said no we're we're looking for 20 then that changes I think they can yeah. um, but you know it doesn't it doesn't matter now. Um, he's uh, he's signed that new long-term deal. I think he's now probably the the highest-paid player in the country, and it's absolutely deserved. And it just if you're Brendan Rodgers today, Rob, as you get ready to start back pre-season, you'll be thinking, "Wow, there could have been a potential headache mm. to replacing um, Kyogo. That headache has now disappeared. I've got this guy happy, settled, committed. He's a guy who'll get me my 25 goals next season." Because it's not, as we've said, it's not easy to, to go and find a, a number nine. It's the most difficult jersey to fill um, in a team particularly try to fill if you lost somebody like Kyogo. So Brendan Rodgers will be absolutely elated at the moment because that's a, a massive one for him. That would have been a headache for Celtic. Uh, what it will be is a headache for uh, Scotland's central defenders in the Premiership for next season, as it's been for the last couple, trying to work out where he's going to pop up next. Uh, an amazing player and an amazing goal scorer. We've been hearing earlier from uh, the Rangers goalkeeper, newly signed across the summer, uh, Jack Butland, former England international. He's been talking today and he's been talking about following in the footsteps of some absolute Rangers legends in goal, the likes of Andy Gorham and Alan McGregor. That's the, that's the plan. Um, obviously, you're talking about two goalies that have a goalie. Um, obviously, Griezy, you know, two guys that have got an incredible history with the club that knew what Rangers was about. So me watching that sort of um, memorial video, if you like, to, to Andy Gorham the other day, um, painted a picture of what he was like and what he meant to the club and what the club meant to him. Um, so I think that's what this club's all about. It's got a rich history of, of top goalkeepers and, and that's something that, you know, I'll be looking to continue both on and off the pitch, just trying to learn about the club, enjoy it, take it all in and, and hopefully follow in their footsteps, which is, of course, a big ask because of what they've done. But it's what we're capable of doing and, and that'll be great. That is pressure, Mark, when you get those names thrown at you. Yeah, but it, it sounds as old. You know, Jack Butlin's, um he's clearly, um, he's done his homework, he's looked at it and, and he wants that challenge. He wants to go and um, do something. You know, he wants to very quickly make people, what he doesn't want is people saying, I oh, 
I wish we'd given McGregor a new contract. I wish he'd, mm. you know, he'd stayed because, you know, so Butler wants to get in there, hit the ground running. He'll be so hungry, Rob, because yeah, he's been at Man United, yeah, he's been in the English Premier League, but he's he's hardly played a game in two years. So the thought for him being going in and saying, you know, right away, I have a chance of playing Champions League football. There's a game against Celtic at Ibrox on September the 3rd. Opening day of the season, I'm live on Sky. Kilmarnock away etc etc he'll be really really excited I think you could tell that by his way and he's mm. saying it speaks very very well um, to him like I say he'll, he'll be a, a calming influence uh, about the place, place and uh, uh, an experienced leader which I'm sure Michael will be a little bit happy to have in the building 50,000 uh, watching him every other week as well it really is uh, some uh, prospect and he was he's talking as well about uh, the reason he joined the club and we've maybe answered this one already for him um, it, it wasn't difficult, really. Um, for me, joining Manchester United was a great opportunity to join a club I supported as a kid, um, to learn from the best and things like that. But you quickly get to the point where you realise just how much you miss playing yourself, how much you miss that winning feeling. It's great when other people are, are doing it and you're part of that. But for me, it was something that Rangers had always sort of been there for a, for a few years. It was never quite got to the point where I had a decision to make. Um, and this summer, it sort of got to that point. Um, it wasn't a difficult decision to make. Um, an incredible club to join, the history, but ultimately being successful, that's what you want as a, as a player. Um, to be successful, that's this club's goals every year, without fail, is to be successful and is to win. Um, and that's an exciting place to be as a, as a player. Um, and hopefully we can do that. The other end of the pitch is going to be really interesting for Rangers as well because they are amassing a few strikers in the squad now. Much needed, you would have to say, because they, they were left pretty short last season. Uh, the latest one, still to be announced, but it does seem like just a matter of time, uh, the 28-year-old Nigerian international, Cyril Dessers. It's going to be, we're getting all sorts of information about the deal now, 4.3 million plus 1.3 add-ons. You get the feeling that it's about to be announced when you hear that sort of information from Cremonese. Um, they've already signed uh, a couple of strikers Danilo at Feyenoord is saying he wants to come as well that could be another 5 million deal uh, to be done in the next few days and suddenly you've got four new attackers in the squad Mark Yeah Michael Beale clearly you know he's wanting to be in the front foot as well as you know you'd expect them to be in 80-90% of the games anyway in domestic football and, and, and want to go and try and blitz teams you know, he's always said he wants open attacking football wants to entertain and um, you know bringing all those if they get all those guys um, over the line and yeah he had to do it because obviously Morelos um, is away Kima Roof's back in training but you're just not quite sure you know how things will go for Kima Roof hopefully it goes very well um, for him and he's fit and available and then bringing in um, new options um, so you know, Dessers looks as though it's very very close Danilo um, is another one that they're looking at so they're certainly trying to get as many attacking options into the building um, as possible because again Rob as well Champions League qualifiers you know it's massive yeah. you know for the feel good factor taking you into because um, the first whole firm game of the season will be after the final Champions League qualifier yeah. if they get through the first one um, and financially you know if you're uh, if you're John Bennett and James Bisgrove and, and, and the board you know it's a it's a game changer I mean it just gives you a, I would imagine a fantastic sigh of relief to get that one over the line so the Rangers' uh, summer signing spree continues. It seems Jota on the way out at Celtic. 
and uh, Kyogo very much staying where he is that new four-year deal announced today thanks Mark always a pleasure and uh, Stephen McGinn will be with us here uh, tomorrow night between five and six the Go Radio Football Show subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos let's go